guys, I have some news. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Tell we me are, uh, you know, I've decided uh, that y'all should know that I've welcomed a new member into my family. Oh, congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and share a pic just so you guys can appreciate this new addition to my household. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I ask? I, I told you that I was going to start asking this. Is this worth listening to? Everything you're saying? Like, this is worth it, right? It's hard to say. <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> Sometimes I get too invested in, in what you're saying, and I, I like to know my expectations. <laughs> and then he sweeps the leg, right? He does. You know? He takes it right out from underneath you. Uh, and now he's not even putting in this. Yeah, picture. where's the now image? He's just, he's just letting. Slack us is put. genuinely unsure if it should share. Oh no, there it goes. Oh no, it failed. It failed to send. It failed to send. You are twisting in the wind after a disastrous last attempt at an intro. You have <laughs> once again brought shame to your family. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Ruining my whole last, flow. What was it last time? Play it. It was the pronunciation of. Farts it's the pronunciation of something. Yeah. Uh, fucking slap. It, 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 somebody pointed out that, that it's always some sort of like vapor, you know, that it's <laughs> egg steam or gas, that, that Frushik <laughs> is a vapor mancer, I think was the term used, which credit to them. If he is not completely corporeal, that would make a lot of sense, actually. It would, like kind of like a Pixar character. Yes, that, a little bit. Funny because nobody like he's in our reality, but he keeps blipping out. You know, (laughs) are you gonna send this image? Never, he's never gonna send the image. We don't deserve it. Are we just gonna nasty little dogs who don't deserve the image? No, this this is just gonna be our longest cold open ever, and it's just the Justin and Plant show. Oh man, so Justin, how about that weather? How's how's but Plant? Are we missing an opportunity to talk about books? You know, we're finally unshackled to talk about boring crap no one cares about. I finished Piranesi. Did you oh, read yeah? that? How was that? Oh, uh, man. I didn't like Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. I didn't finish it. Like, I thought it was, like, way too dense. I thought Piranesi was fantastic. Like, I really, really loved it. It's yeah? a big investment. But, like, you really got to have faith that it's going to pay off. But it definitely does. And hey, I have, really, really loved it. Have you heard about Chain Gang All-Stars? No. Okay, I'm just starting this. It is, I'm going to quote a New York Times saying, a dystopian satire in which death row inmates duel on TV for a chance at freedom. Oh, and it looks sick. I've heard that. I can't even tell. I can't even tell you what is going on right now because Slack has decided it can't even send this image and it's ruined my entire morning. That's okay. I, I We're going to get right to the show. Nice morning we, we did, honestly, yeah. I didn't want this to be a funny opening. I wanted this yeah. to be a book opening. This is a book opening. This one's books, okay? Today, we open books. Next week, Pac-Man. The biggest... uh, I don't even want to, like... We'll save it. (laughs) (laughs) Plant and I have risen like Phoenix from the ashes. From your ashes. Is there a Phoenix that comes out of somebody horse's ashes? My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best games of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best games of the week. 
My name is Ross Frostrick, and I'm the best game of the week. And welcome to the Besties, a interactive video game club. And just by listening, you, my friend, have become a member. We're so happy to have you in our illustrious ranks. And uh, we've got kind of a, a, a hodgepodge of mishmash uh, of indie delights for you today. Now, um, Plant, just real quick, what classifies something as an independent game? Oh, man, you really just <laughs> opened just a minefield and then briefly, threw me in the middle of it. In brief. No way in hell. Here's what we're doing. We're talking about small, smaller games than Grand smaller Theft Auto. Games. That's it. They're just they're games that are smaller than Grand Theft Auto. And if you have only any criteria with it, today. you can send it to russ.frushnick at eggfart.fart. <laughs> You're texting the image to us. What is this? <laughs> no! What? Why do you have... Is that like caterpillar poop you growing out dirty of your dog? How foot? could you? I'm going to report you as spam. Okay, I'm so it, so the you. flow kind of got spoiled. No, I know what that like, is. That's earwax. It's earwax. You absolute god! Man. Oh. Just when I think I'm starting to come around, you know. <laughs> Just when I think I'm starting to turn a corner. It's Frick. It, to, to describe it. Well, one. I don't even know that you should. No, I'm going to cause people to drive off the road. (laughs) I'm definitely going to put it in besties.fan. But for people who don't want to see it in person, let me describe it as a picture of finger held above a city, a beautiful uh, photograph, except for on the tip of that fingernail is a caterpillar slash turd that is it is arching its back towards the heavens and from it. Uh, with just the thank goodness you have such a great phone camera uh yeah and you little can see hairs, everything little, little hairs in the earwax little hairs and catching the, the sunlight and russ i am freaking i'm actually not sure if i want you to answer this question is it yours it's mine oh man <laughs> I, it's, I didn't want to know i was wrong i didn't actually want to know i was wrong yeah, you, oh, I don't think man. that could come from my child. It would have been like three quarters of his head. I didn't assume your child. I assumed some sort of fantasy gremlin that you <laughs> captured in the subway. <laughs> not not a human, certainly. <laughs> Looks God. alive. How Gosh. is this the show? But you've brought this to the show now, and we're just going to have to take a break as a palate cleanser, and I've then we'll come back and be a been real podcast. more excited for a sponsor to interrupt I know. the show. Take me away. Calgon. It's not Calgon, probably, but still, take me away. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. Fifteen dollars a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, 
Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. It's always interesting that when you enter the biggest, I always got a kick out of when you enter the biggest shopping season of the year, like you are probably done with video games. Like there's probably new video games are, are few and far between at this point. Yes. I mean, we agree. No, there's still games coming. The out. big, the triple A. Yeah, the triple A. Everybody rushed to hit that that retail deadline, and now there's a little bit of calm, and you can find some of these gyms. They've just been yeah. lurking around. Honestly, you know, Justin, I big I respect those smaller games too. I don't I don't say the games just disappear wow. right, when there's just the smaller no. Game. I'm saying that those smaller games can get a little oxygen. The game I'm going to talk about today, I it is so wild that I did not have any clue that it existed. That it is a failure on. Mainly your guy. I, I hate to say your guys, and I mean both my co-hosts and my listeners. Everybody failed me, but it's also a failing of the fact that social media is not a viable way for me to. I don't know how I find out about video games anymore. Actually, um, what do you guys? What do you want to talk about, guys? I mean, what do you want to talk about first? I, well, here's the first thing I think we should talk about. Uh, yes. June twenty sixth at nine thirty three a.m. Justin, here's your Kingdom eighty Steam code. And let me see. It appears that only Russ Frushtick gave a thumbs up to that post. Oh my God. Um, well, then you know I didn't see it. That's on you, right? <laughs> that's, that's on that, you because I didn't see it. I obviously, wait, it was in June? June it's in 26th. June 26th? So you that guys did. It doesn't seem likely that Justin you wouldn't actually see a failed Slack me message. even worse than I thought. This is yeah, not, yeah. Guys, Justin has never missed missed a Slack message in his life. This is actually this is actually a bigger failure. So can I just get this straight? You'll Slack the Kingdom '80s code to me, uh-huh. but you text the picture of your earwax. <laughs> I tried slacking it, but Slack decided it was inappropriate for its. Oh, service. they heard the cold open. They know. <laughs> how about how about Justin? How about you kick it off and tell us about Kingdom '80s? I was, uh, yeah, I would love to do that. Uh, okay, so Kingdom is a, it's it's an interesting series because it's one that has been sort of like iterated and expanded on in what I would say is like non-traditional paths. Like there is not a uh, Kingdom 2, for example. There is this sort of like base idea of what a Kingdom game is. And then that's sort of been like iterated and evolved on. Let me tell you, the base idea is there. there is this force called the Greed that is represented by these little monsters and who get increasingly large and 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 mean. Uh, and they are trying to basically wipe out your little kingdom. You are the leader of a small group of people uh, who you can assign to tasks like archer or a, uh, a builder or what have you. And as they uh, complete these little jobs in your kingdom, uh, they earn coins, and you take the coins from them and use those to hire more people to build better barricades because every night the greed comes to attack you. Uh, and it is in a 2D plane, and the greed is usually attacking from both sides. So you're uh, on a horse, and you're sort of running back and forth between your two, you know, the two fronts that you're fighting this war on. You're collecting coins and upgrading your forces. Uh, as you proceed, you it, in uh, the typical kingdom game, you are uh, trying to like wipe the greed off each individual island by finding its sort of cave that it is based in there, and then wiping them out. Uh, and that is like it's, so. It's a very loose, 
strategy, I guess you, you would it's call it It's almost like that. a kind it's, of like a tower, de- like a light tower defense. Mm-hmm, like a 2D tower defense. Yeah, because you're really only is, running left and right in all of them, right? Right. Yes, that's that's always the case. And you do build, in addition to using coins to like reinforce your barriers, you can also use coins to upgrade. Uh, you ha- you can put archers in towers uh, and and like upgrade that so it makes it easier to defend. Uh, okay, but Kingdom Eight. So that's Kingdoms, right? There's been they have done all kinds of like there's a uh, sort of like fantasy, yeah, like fantasy one. I'm trying to think the other. There, there's a Norse that was a pretty big expansion that was kind of like a Vikings thing. They did a yeah. sort of like samurai era, you know that that sort of deal. But there, so there have been several different uh, versions of this. Kingdom Eighties is maybe the biggest like. Departure, both in terms of aesthetics and in terms of gameplay. So you are a, they just call you the leader and you're basically a kid. You're a teen in uh, what appears to be the eighties. And you are uh, basically the greed from these old games that have always been in sort of an ancient fantasy setting. The greed is awakened uh, by someone in your era and you are the descendant of this line of other uh, leaders that have protected people when the greed tries to attack. So basically it's like th- they try to tie in this like family lineage thing that you uh, have, but you are a teen who rather than a horse, you have a bike uh, and you can find new bikes throughout that are faster, or have better skills or whatever, but you're just like recruiting teens to fight the, uh, the, uh, to fight off the greed teens and kids. It starts out at a summer camp. Uh, so you're like a camp counselor and you're finding other, uh, you know, young kids that have been uh, trapped in this situation and you're recruiting them to be your archers and your builders. Um, you also find older kids that are like fellow counselors that have special skills. Like there's one guy that can further upgrade your towers. There's somebody that uh, uh, actually can push a dumpster to, that you can use as a siege engine. That's sort of like a new mechanic in Kingdom 80s because you are pushing this dumpster and it's like a moving front for your uh for your fight against the greed. Um but the vibe is very like stranger things. It's very goonies and that that sort of deal in when you make the barricades for example, they're always out of whatever junk the kids have lying around and I've mm. seen like hoverboards, I've seen the door from Pee-wee's Playhouse uh used frequently in them. There's all kinds of like little easter eggs like that. Um I'm, I'm curious like Outside of the aesthetics, which you've talked about, and you mentioned like the the barricade thing is a new feature. Yeah. How how much of a difference is this from like the other kingdom games? So the core kingdom loop is incredible. I mean, it's incredibly satisfying. It is maybe uh, it isn't like top five games I've played like the most. It is the perfect thing to have on an iPad or a phone yeah. or whatever and be listening to something else. Mm. It's like basically pretty chill. If you want to keep it chill, if you want to make it a little bit more intense and push it harder, it can be pushed harder. But it's very, very satisfying loop. A very And, and they have not changed that basic loop. The idea of like pushing, expanding your base, pushing into the wilderness, uh, carving out like more defenses for yourself, it feels like great it always feels great it's the little things in in here that like it is the aesthetics are a big change like that that basic loop is not affected by those uh aesthetics um 
it is streamlined in a lot of like uh so for example your horse um in the in the previous games uh what you'd always be fighting against stamina it's mm. not always horses by the way you'd get different mounts um and that seems to be a lot more forgiving early on here because it's just the leader like you're powering your own thing uh when you go at full speed too long you need to take a quick break to uh the leader just whips out a giant lemon lime Gatorade <laughs> and pounds it. And it's, it's perfect and great. And you know exactly what it is. Uh, but that's a little, it's faster. It feels like less uh, restrictive. Um, and it seems a little less punishing. I've played a lot, a lot, a lot of kingdom. I played it on hard and have not like had any issues yet with like, I haven't died. I don't think so. Yeah. It's, it is, mm. um, you know, the loop is not that much changed, but if you love, this kind of thing like if you just want to keep playing kingdom and this is like a different way of doing it and it looks great there's more narrative also in this one the the, the others have always been like super light on narrative and this has like actual characters and and a, a plot line and what have you it also looks great yeah like, it's gorgeous it's really yeah really it, it, there, there are a lot of games that are chasing the pixel art aesthetic and to mix results and, and this really really looks beautiful it's got great. It's it, the pixel art looks good, but it's really super well animated. Like they they do really great stuff with the animations that make it seem like very fluid and alive. Um, and the environments that you go through uh, in previous games, it's all just sort of been like di- vaguely different islands. Uh, in this one, you're like in their much more distinct locations. So there's like the summer camp, and then you are at the school, and then you're like in a downtown area. Um, and that is cool. Um, oh, the other thing that's kind of neat in the previous games, there's always been like builders, hunters and farmers and farmers are basically like your coin generation. They mm. set up at a farm and they just generate coins for you. Uh, this has uh, chores that you uh, once you build a wall that in- encapsulates one of these chores uh, there's like a lemonade stand, right? A lawnmower. There's a, a pool with a lifeguard. Idle people that don't have assignments will take on these chores for you and start generating coin that way, which also makes it feel more alive to see some kid like working at the pizza place (laughs) and serving the other kids or like there's one kid that's always at the recycling center and he's like, hey, hey, boss, another day, another dollar. Right. Like, yeah, (laughs) I I keep hearing about the greed. You don't let them get here. I'm just kind of working in a recycling center. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. But very, you got my three coins or okay, got to go. Um, so that is a new, that's a cool new change. It makes it, it's like a little, uh, you don't have to assign people to be a farmer anymore. It could just be like, you know, kids are, are you, are you ready for them to like kind of innovate a little more at this point? Or are you cool with like, if they just keep coming up with like different settings for this? It's It's almost like, like, I really don't know. Like it's sort of like when people come up with a new twist on crosswords, you know what I mean? Or like. The Rubik's Cube, now it has like four levels and it's like, well, that's not really what I want. But if you want to like make the cube in cool colors or whatever, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. There, are de- there are small tweaks they can make. And those are, if you play, it's a, it's not unlike, you know, Dota or, or stuff like that, where the small changes in a game where you play so much of it uh, are, are seem very meaningful. Like it's a big deal and it, and it keeps the experience fresh. It is not, it is like, it's so hooky. It is so satisfying. Um, and I, I think this is a great, you know, if you've never played one, just start here. There's not like anything you're, you're missing. Um, uh, it looks great. It's the most fun one. Um, 
lots of great Easter eggs and fun and looks good. And I don't know. It's cool. It's fantastic. So that's Kingdom 80s. Uh, I think it's on everything, right? You know? I played on iPad. Uh, that is my preferred way to play the Kingdom games, but I, I think you could play it on on whatever. Ooh, that's cool. a good choice. I have a flight to Chicago this week. Oh, yeah. Kiss that flight night. goodbye. Yeah, that's that's the good stuff. Um, hey, I've been playing Jusant. Have okay. either of you played this yet? No, I don't. Yeah, I, I played I, it, actually. I played it, it uh, a little bit yesterday. I don't actually know how to... Is that how you pronounce it? With is the hard it T? Jusant? Jusant? It's I don't French. Know. It's a French word, so maybe the French Jusant. people can write in. Maybe? Jusant. I don't know. Um, Susan. Susan. Um, it is a climbing game, and it is by the team at Don't Nod, which you Uh-oh. might remember from the uh, the Life is Strange games. But this is much more interested in mechanics. Uh, the goal is to climb this giant, colossal tower. And when I say colossal, I mean, it, it, imagine like multiple New York City blocks worth of space. You know what it, it reminds me of? I don't know if you guys have been or seen it. And if you haven't, you should Google it. Devil's Tower is this insane geological structure in Wyoming. Mm. And it kind of reminds me of that because people actually climb that as well, like free climb it in terrifying ways. And I saw that once, you know, up close in person and it was like awe-inspiring. And that's what this tower has the same vibe of. Yes, but like three times as high. It, it, okay, so settle high. down. And, it, and it's surrounded by other things. What I found really kind of almost jarring at times is I couldn't tell which way was up. Because yeah. there's so much verticality all around you, and it, everything kind of looks like the ground. That actually is a compliment. I think that that makes for this like really kind of trippy vibe. Anyway, it's it's a climbing game, and it is very much focused on the climbing. The goal you use um, the left and the right triggers as your hands, uh, and you kind of automatically reach out for areas to grab as long as you're aiming in that direction. And you have to clinch down on the controller to be able to climb. Um, you have a stamina gauge, kind of what you would expect from like something like Breath of the Wild, but it feels much more, um, tactile than Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, you actually need to like go for handholds and things like that. You can't just like go straight up. Yes. And there is a room for creativity. It is not, um, Assassin's Creed where there's like a fully predetermined path because you can create pegs that you, you know, push into the 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 rock walls and these give you a place to refill your gauge like kind of recenter yourself you can also um raise or lower off of them so say you have a big open expansive wall you can jump and then slam a peg in at the end of your jump let yourself kind of drop catch climb back up and then intentionally lower yourself swing and then jump to the other side of a cliff so you end up having a great deal of creativity in terms of how you explore this world. There's also a little bit of a, a fantasy uh, element. There's a character named Ballast, who is just an adorable Disney-style sidekick that's a glob of water that hangs out on your shoulder and can point you towards secrets, which is great because uh, the game is sometimes a little hard to navigate, and then also can interact with nature. So there are these buds uh like plant buds throughout the world and when you trigger ballast it can make vines grow out that you can use to climb on or it can make little uh extra grips appear from the walls like little plant grips 
Uh, so all in all, just stringing all these things together, it, it is a kind of classic learn one thing at a time and become an expert. And by the end, you're, you know, putting together 30 little tiny mechanics to get across a seemingly insurmountable rock wall. Um, yeah, the, yeah, I like the, I, I really the piton it. stuff in particular, I thought was really strong because it felt like I would get to the point where I had like a really tricky jump to make. And so I would drop one down acting as like almost like a save point. And you have freedom of like, you could put those basically anywhere. But you were kind of mentioning like there are moments where you need to put it at kind of a specific spot so you can use that as like a new swinging point, as it were. And that's the only Mm. way to like solve a puzzle is by like having a new pivot point. So that like mix between using it as a save point versus using it as like a puzzle solver, I thought was like fucking genius and so cool. I also really liked how uh, minimalist it was, like the very little UI, very little HUD. Um, you really can just like kind of absorb the entire world around you, which was great. Uh, it definitely had like Shadow of the Colossus vibes in that way. And there's still a lot of storytelling happening here. And, and you can like find, you know, little notes full of text and, and the writing is pretty solid. I mean, what would you expect from a team that has kind of built their identity around it? But this feels like them playing with environmental storytelling in a way that is prioritized over over the text and Mm. again because this is this tower contains all these relics of the society that came before it you know as you're climbing you'll find things kind of tucked into caves or quite literally hanging from the cliffside at times um yeah it's it's a real charmer i'm i am maybe halfway through and hopefully we'll finish it either on this trip if i don't immediately start kingdom 80s um and it it's really climbed up my personal list. I I'm, I'm like such a mark for it though. It is Death Stranding. I mean, story wise, nothing like Death Stranding, but that Death Stranding feel of I am going to go on this kind of like physical journey where I'm learning yeah. how to get across a landscape. It's really hitting those same notes. Um, I feel like Don't Not is one of those developers that is allowed to play in in sort of a B game space, like not B game in terms of just in terms of scope, right? Like they seem to be hovering below like the the big AAA like uh, barrier, but they do. The, it's on a bigger scale than a lot of these games. Is that like about where Jusant falls? Like it, it does it feel in that same territory? Y- yes and no. I mean, well, I think what they're good at is just knowing, yeah, scale. Because when you're in the game, it doesn't feel cheap by any means, or it doesn't right. feel like they're cutting corners. But I, I also don't think they're making forty-hour games. So yeah, I think this is probably of, like six or seven hours, if I had to guess. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that is what they're really gifted at. I'm kind of worried isn't quite the right word, but I, I hope this finds its audience because it's gotten really good reviews. It doesn't seem based off of like. Steam reviews are kind of the metrics you can do to guess at sales that it's been a, a huge hit. Hey, hey guess what, Chris Plant? Yeah? It's on Game Pass. Oh, never mind. Hey. Hey. Is, that, is actually, play that's where it. I played it, was on Xbox Game Pass. I'm, I imagine it's on PC Game Pass as well. Um, and I think this is like the perfect platform yeah. because it is, you know, no no franchise, new IP tied to it. It's like a vibey uh, exploration game 
And I think for people that are looking for something new that isn't like, oh, I'm going to sit through 16 hours of cutscenes before I can actually do anything, kaboom, Jusant is uh, exactly that. And it, and it is really just like the perfect uh, place to check it out if you do happen to subscribe to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that yeah, I, and and on the budget thing as well, like you know, there's a version of this game made by whatever Naughty Dog where they spend a, an extra two years and an extra thirty million dollars on it, and like every bit of the climbing feels like fantastic, and every bit of the like mantling feels insanely good, and there are like some jankier moments that I've run into while I'm like trying to solve that stuff, but honestly, like I think they overall succeeds so tremendously in what they were trying to do with this game that the idea that you could sink a ton more and get maybe 10% more quote polish out of this game. Right. Uh, yeah. It just wasn't, it doesn't make sense to me. So I, I'm glad they, they went with what they did. And I think a lot of people are going to really dig this one. Game pass helps with games like this too, doesn't it? Like it really they does. don't have to be the gigantic, um, uh okay do you want to take another break yeah let's do it all right perfect let's take a break we'll be right back after this y'all you already know how much i love our sponsor of the week rocket money they make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need keep the ones you want get rid of the rest Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties that's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up, you just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi, and once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old, I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old, and they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family 
all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so I am bringing a game that I um, hadn't heard about. Uh, It came out uh, actually end of October, but I guess it's been in early access for quite a while. Um, And it is called Lunacid. And Lunacid is basically, I mean, very directly, like in the description on Steam, very directly inspired by FromSoft games, but not the ones you might be thinking of. Oh, Uh, no. This is directly inspired by FromSoft before they started making the Dark Souls and Demon Souls games, uh, specifically Shadow Tower and Kingsfield. Um, these were first-person RPGs that came out in like the PlayStation era, and they have a lot of the same elements that you see in their later games, specifically like a focus on secrets and hidden doors and like npcs that you meet along the way and and character development and like challenge this game is pretty hard um but because it's all presented in um you know from first person and in these much more confined uh corridor type levels it has a very different vibe from uh dark souls and and demon souls um I had never played those games, and but I've watched them on YouTube. And if you watch Kingsfield on YouTube, you'll notice those games play at about 10 FPS because <laughs> they were running on PlayStation and 3D games running on PlayStation could not do a whole lot back then. So Lunacid is sort of like a modern take on those games. And I've been absolutely smitten by it. I think it's fucking great. Um, if you are interested in that era of FromSoft games, or really just interested in like first-person RPGs, you know, the Ultimas of the world, stuff like that, definitely check out Lunacid. Um, How much of that cruft, that like that that jank, that that good that good old flavor is is brought forward? It or, actually or is doesn't intentionally. It doesn't feel janky to me. Um, mm. it, it the aesthetic is like PlayStation aesthetic. So you look at you know you can check it out on Steam. You'll see this the art style that they're going for. But from like a world, like moving around the world and and like interacting with the world combat, stuff like that, it feels good. Like it feels very natural and fluid. And um, I don't know. I've just been like in the same spirit as like you want to jump into something with like very little like exposition and like you just kind of jump in and start doing stuff. I jumped into this. I wasn't I was trying to like not look stuff up. Um, and I was just like kind of absorbed by the world of like, you start fighting these giant snails and then you get a ring and you can summon a snail that like follows you around and you can use its shell as like, (laughs) as like a a platform. And so they, they just come up with like some really interesting ways to interact with the world that is very cool. And then if you dig deeper, I found like a fucking VHS tape and I was like, what am I going to do with this? And then eventually I found like, a secret wall that opened up into like a giant TV room with a VHS player. Whoa. And you can like discover secrets that way. So there's this whole like layer underneath the main game. That's really cool to uncover. That's cool. The one thing that I think I'm missing, and this is not really a knock. I understand why it's not there. You know, so much of dark souls 
feels like a multiplayer experience because of the notes that get left or the ghosts running around, stuff like that. Mm. And a lot of the secrets you can kind of uncover because of those notes. And none of that is in here. There's no multiplayer. Uh, there's no notes. Um, it's all kind of down to you to understand and explore. There mm. are very good uh, wikis and stuff like that online. So you can like look a lot of that stuff up. But if you feel like you need a little help, you will probably need to look online because it's very easy to get lost. There's no map uh, that shows you Ugh. where you are at any given moment. So you mm. kind of have to like keep it in the back of your head. I go through levels in this game like I go through like a corn maze where it's like, okay, I'm going to just like stick to the right wall for a while and see what I find. Russ, do you find yourself in many corn mazes? That's not something I've ever cared to imagine. Not I think I, many, I right but now. I've done a few in my days, as I'm sure you yeah. have. Um, no, I'm never, never, ever. Really? You've never done Virginia. a corn maze? Never, but I live in West Virginia. I don't know. It's wild. Yeah, there's a corn Apparently. maze uh, uh, about 20-minute drive from me, as it were. Is that upstate? I hear a lot of people talking about upstate. Is that what upstate is, just corn mazes? I, there there are probably a few up there. This one, <laughs> the one I'm thinking of is in Long Island. Um, but, uh, is that upstate? You know, we have some... That's not upstate. Long Island's not upstate. Got it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Lunacid is the game, and I really fucking dug it. Um, it's a, kind of a steal at like $13. I think I've played for probably about 10 or 15 hours at this point, and uh, runs great on Steam Deck, as you would imagine it would, looking like a PlayStation game. Uh, but I'm sure it'd run great on really any gaming PC or whatever you got. Uh, I think it's only on Steam right now. Hopefully it comes to Switch or other consoles. I think it'd be really, really strong on other platforms as well. Uh, I, I see one more game listed here. Who is this? Backpack Hero. Fresh and I have both... I think it's just called it. Backpack Hero. You added a the there. Like, he is like did, a title. Did I? Right? Yeah. I, I heard the Backpack Hero. That, that is what I heard too, but it is not relevant, I believe. Backpack? Uh, it's just Backpack Hero. Because I downloaded this one and on Steam Deck, and I played it for two minutes, and I decided you cannot play this game on Steam Deck. I, I, oh, I, I did. Had, really? Really? Yeah. I was really struggling. I played it on Steam Deck. I desperately wanted a mouse. Interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I legitimately couldn't have spent less time. I mean, I mean, like a minute. I should. It, it provides plenty of mice. Let me just say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it is a game about a mouse who goes into dungeons with a powerful backpack and collects items in a Resident Evil style uh, management system. And then with the items that they're able to fit into the backpack, uh, gets in little uh, turn-based combat events. And it is... As simple as that. Uh, there, there, there is other stuff like a big uh, open, not open world, like village building kind of game. Okay. How would you describe that? For like us? a meta game where you're, you know, enhancing your character between runs, where you would, uh, you know, like Hades, where you're upgrading your skills and stuff like that. Similar to that. Yeah, but I, I, I wish I had more to say about this game other than it, it's a delight to play, especially if you like that that weird feeling of organizing a inventory it really does that well and as you go through the dungeon and you defeat enemies you uh gain the ability of adding kind of blocks to the inventory adding more space and designing the actual shape of your inventory um and then there are bonuses based off of how you organize things so it's not just hey fit as many items in the bag as you can it's well, if this sort of item, if this sword is near any other weapons, it loses power. Or if you can line up this weapon with um, 
lots of accessories, each accessory adds an extra hit point to it. So mm. it becomes kind of like a puzzle almost of how can I maximize my inventory and kind of create a, a build or a deck almost of the items within the shape of the inventory I have. You you kind of end up in that, I mentioned the physically designing your space. You can create like a backpack that looks almost like a, a pot, like on a kitchen stove where it has this mm -hmm. long handle because maybe you get a really, really great item. But if it is touching any other item, it becomes un, like useless. Um, so you have to kind of like build a little pocket for it. Yeah, uh, there's it, also it, like you'll get pickups that when you drop them into your inventory, they always float to the top of your inventory. So you kind of have to use, yeah, there's a lot of strategy in figuring out mm -hmm. what's the most optimal way and you are throughout the run constantly getting rid of stuff because you run out of space. So you're like, oh, this is slightly more useful. So I'm going to get rid of this thing. But maybe this thing I know I can sell back at town for a lot of money. So I definitely know I need to keep this thing. And so like that organization stuff is good. And then there's also like a really strong like combat system, a turn-based combat system built in that feels very slay the spire where you're deciding what's the challenge of the what's the like the hook of the combat part because that uh, uh basically it's similar to slay the spire insofar as you can tell like what the next few turns are going to be like you know uh, okay oh the enemy is going to attack next so i'm going to use my shield in my inventory twice and then maybe attack once you have like a set number of actions per turn and mm -hmm. so there is strategy there of like how am i going to deal with it i don't think it has nearly the depth of slay the spire Mm -hmm. But it does uh, kind of have that hook. And again, because of the organization, it adds like an extra layer of kind of a meta layer. Yeah, cool. I, I think it gets that the depth needs to be in the organization. Um, I, I, I wish that like a lot of AAA game developers and designers who have to worry about organization play this game. Because a, a challenge that I often have in especially like looter shooters is that system or even the new God of War remake at times where you 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 collect so much stuff and then you just auto like well I think this is the best one so I'm just going to use that and you're right, right. there's not really like a, a pleasure in building out your character that's not even really the even like Resident Evil right Four which obviously this game was inspired by the Resident Evil Four inventory management doesn't have any real thought beyond I just need to fill everything in my inventory like yeah. there's no oh if I put this gun next to a fish it gets double damage or whatever. So like adding that, I wish that were the case. <laughs> I, adding, I wish I wish we hadn't all made professional choices that led us to hearing that last sentence. <laughs> uh, adding that extra layer really does make it a little more interesting, and um, I think it's it, yeah, it would be really cool to see larger projects kind of adopt some of these ideas because inventory really generally feels like more of a chore than anything else, and this is like sure, a really yeah. smart way to handle it. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, should we get into reader mail? Yeah, yeah we have so that, many actually. good indie recommendations from people in the reader mail section. Um, this letter comes from Ricardo G. Uh, hey, besties, great episode. Loved hearing Felicia as a guest. She was great. Thank you, Felicia. For the next week's indie roundup, which is now, 
Uh, I need you all to check out Void Stranger by System Erasure. It's a Sakoban style puzzle game. Oh God, I hate Sakoban so much. Uh, <laughs> that was me editorializing. Cool editorializing. Love that. Love that energy. With an insane <laughs> amount of depth, story, challenge, and secrets. It takes and evolves simple mechanics into tough puzzles with some really cool meta mechanics. With gorgeous art and addictive gameplay, it shouldn't be missed. My friends and I played it earlier this year and found it to be one of the most enrapturing games we've ever played, spending many nights uh, writing out lore documents and sharing thoughts on gameplay. Thanks for all you do uh, for my entertainment. Happy holidays. Yeah, but if I wanted to talk about it, who would I talk about it with? You know what I mean? I don't have a bunch of That's friends true. sitting around. I, it's just me over here. My kids don't want to hear about it. That's true. Uh, you guys haven't heard or played Void Stranger, have you? Uh, no, that is a new one on me. Yeah. There was a there was a deck built one I, I played Void something, but it was not Void Stranger. I played Void Bastards. It seems like Void. Oh, is, that was a good game. Yeah, I good. like Void Bastards. It was that cool. was good. What about Dark Void? Anyway, oh, um, so many voids. Uh, from... We have another question. This comes from Cameron Swingle for the indie game discussion next week. Little Gator Game is my game of the year by a pretty solid margin. Gameplay wise, it's basically a short hike like, but in full third-person 3D with Breath of the Wild mechanics, but the story is the main, stre main strength, in my opinion. A fantastic story about growing up, game design, friendship, and it's wonderful. Oh, boy. I love A Short Hike. I just recently oh, heard about one, this yeah. game because Chris Grant, friend of the show, Chris Grant, has it on his top 10 games of the year list. Oh, he's obsessed, And it looks yeah. so fucking good that I need to play it. A Short Hike? Didn't we talk about that? Yeah. We, we did I'm saying the game we're talking about is Little Gator Game, but we have oh god, god, god. Yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Little Gator now. Game is inspired by a short hike or seemingly just inspired. An, we don't actually. It's a rip. You're saying it's a clone? No, it's not. You should just you should really play this with the kids. Okay, I'll play I, it. I, I it doesn't look like something I'd enjoy. I'll be honest with you all. No, it, I, I trust real, you. It, I get it. You see it and you're like Glover. No, it's not. It's it's like a legit. Yeah, I didn't game. think it looked like Glover, but. <laughs> Yeah, actually, now that you say that, this is a Glover like. <laughs> this is more. This is basically a Glover. Justin, con. did you like a short hike? Ah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So there you but go. This game is like ripping that off. Is that what you're Not saying? Ripping it off. It's like an Android clone. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I love when you're it's like the Kincha Hall short. <laughs> hike. Oh my god. Uh, okay, we have another letter. This comes from Lunar. For the indie game discussion next week, I absolutely need to recommend Stars and Time. It's a time-looping RPG game that just came out, but man, its art style, music, and battle system absolutely has me captivated. It also has such an amazing story and is overall just a charming game. Can't recommend it enough. Sounds good. I like a lot of the words in there that you said. Yeah, Stars in t Stars and Time is what it's called. Uh, not this, Sea of Stars. We, I think we're out of way. not Sea of Stars now. I think we're out of uh, indie recommendations from the fans. Thank you for writing in in the newsletter. That's great. For that. uh, Keep those coming, by the way. If y'all just see, well, we can't we can't find all the gems. Please, you have to let us know about the gems. Speaking of gems, we have one more letter. This comes from Joe Payne. The people need to know: Has Frush ever been to a ska show? Whoa! Oh wow! You're I, answering it. I, so so what is the uh, what is the backstory here the the vibe is that i do i let off like ska fan vibes is that the idea i'll I be real i don't know they've just yeah, been asking this for weeks i thought you were gonna make them work for at least a year honestly. can i say something though guys i have a really bad sense here i feel like this is like when your kids try to get 
to trick you into saying a bad word. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like we're falling into a trap that we don't understand here. Crumping? Be- Is that what they do at a Scott show? Do you, did they mean scat show? <laughs> no, oh, I think that's possible. What you did is you led us intentionally into yeah, that was a, that the was dark a space. I think they just want to see you skank. Yeah, that's skanking. Boy. That's what it's skank, called. I yeah. thought it was crumping. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah well, you need a real ska the, kid to actually. The answer to this question works. is not a dedicated ska show. I okay. do like ska music from time to time. And I've been to like a They Might Be Giant show where they dip into like ska with their horn section. And, you know, I like the, like, basic-ass, like, Mighty Mighty Boston's of Ska. Wow, canceled. I mean, oh, did they get canceled? Did they do something <laughs> the, the bad? The lead singer, I think. I think, I think he's, like, a weirdo. Oh, no. Oh, that's I mean, a weird th- thing to just chuck out. <laughs> you know what I think I might have heard? <laughs> Let me just see how canceled he is. And is it we'll... still liable if you're pulling let's, it out of your see, ass? Yeah, well, well, <laughs> and you say, like, I'm pulling this out of my ass. <laughs> I love that I was just... I inspi- we try I to be so it. careful and you're like actually i heard that guy <laughs> maybe i heard okay, i just they- find it so funny oh you know what it was it was they broke up <laughs> they broke up because they refused to get the covid vaccine oh yeah oh yeah well there's uh, here's the thing a lot of people he's not a coward he's just never been tested oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, buddy. Um, a lot of people were in that band. My understanding is Scott bands are like 16 people. And chances are a lot of those people were great about vaccines. So maybe, I guess, support those people and whatever they're yeah, doing Yeah, my now. dad used to say, you, jo- you don't join a Scott band for the money. You know, it's really about the thrill of the, the camaraderie. Um, Gwen Stefani, is she okay? <laughs> what? Did she get canceled? Did she okay? No, she is okay, but she actually pulled her back. And she's she's trying to take it easy for yeah, a few okay. days. We'll That's what she told me at least. I don't know. On her. Uh, okay, cool. I hope that answers that question. And maybe There's we won't no way see it again. Uh, do we have any um, recommendations? Also, did Griffin put in a bunch of? Oh no, I I have a bunch of recommendations that okay. I, I thought Griffin, from yeah. from the from the ghost. Yeah, that's that's from the group. ether. Griffin dropped in and and had some games he played. I'll start on our honorable mentions. I played a game called Pseudo Regalia, which is, surprise, surprise, it's a Metroidvania. It is 3D. It is PlayStation era graphics. If that sounds familiar to the game I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. it kind of is. Interesting, in Pseudo Regalia, you play as sort of like a, uh, I don't know if there's a nicer way to say it, so I'm just going to say kind of like a furry type character. Um, what is wrong with saying fur? What is what well? Is no, the reason about there's furry. a reason that he's being careful here because it's a furry oh, with, okay. with a like a big can that you're looking at the whole game. Yeah, you know, right. And almost uh, the reason I'm mentioning it is this: <laughs> in the settings under accessibility, there's only one accessibility setting, and it is activate pants. And when wow. you check that box, <laughs> the character gets pants. <laughs> Um, wow. Anyway. It's more sinister that you can turn on the pants, correct? We agree. I'm, I'm yes. glad it's an option. Are you, though? Because the it being an option calls into question the, the, their absence, doesn't it? I mean, we don't look for that slider with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Or or what have you. Yeah, or here's Stitch. the thing, though. Winnie the you Pooh know, don't, don't have for this that with Stitch. <laughs> Justin, I dropped, a, I dropped a photo for you in, uh, in Slack. Yeah, so... Um, pseudo regalia. Okay, got it. Got it. 
it's pretty it's fun and and has like good mobility options uh the combat feels like a little janky but if you're looking for a 3d uh metroidvania of that era um kind of a cool approach so long as you're okay with the uh i guess visual choices that were made uh the other game i want to call out was a game called rocket league what it's a car ball soccer game that came out i guess it came out a few years ago um no i'm joking i'm i'm well aware of rocket league but i hadn't touched it in like seven or eight years and there's a mode coming out to Fortnite called rocket league racing i was like huh interesting maybe i should just like check out rocket league and I gotta be real, that game is still fucking fun as shit. I it hasn't really? changed. Did you have much? I feel, I feel like the learning curve for a game that old would be. Here's like what I thought. Wild. I thought that too, but I yeah. think what they've done over the years is made the onboarding for people that haven't played in like many many years very easy to the point where, similar to Fortnite, they fill you with like bot matches and stuff like that to make like it not totally miserable to start out with. Right. I've played a bunch now, and I'm starting to like get new you know actual players and they are doing like yeah. ridiculous stunts and shit and i can't do anything like that but man that game is fun and good and uh i think a lot more people might be getting into it just because of that Fortnite connection so if you haven't checked it out it's still free obviously like the cosmetics and things are uh pay for pay but there's no like pay to win elements or anything like that so. i feel like the easy way to separate players is can you fly or not Right? Yeah, well, like, not you would think so, but I can fly, but I can't uh, do the shit they do, which is jump off the fucking wall and then do six air dribbles to like guide it into the goal. Yeah. Thankfully, that's, the that's matchmaking, wild, yeah. broadly speaking, is okay, such that I'm not playing a lot of people that can do that. But that is, you're right, the determiner on uh, whether you're good or not. So, yeah, Rocket League, dope game. Cool. Um, Justin, you have anything? Uh, yeah, two things. Uh, one for uh, I had some people to play board games for my birthday. That's what it takes. Uh, and I had <laughs> I had uh, some friends over three three fellows. We played a game called Forgotten Waters that was uh, uh, recommended to me uh, by a guy named Alex on TikTok that does like board game recommendations. So he is somebody you should. Uh, follow if that's the kind of thing you're looking for. Alex, a board game sommelier, so he goes by. But he didn't recommend this game. So it's a um, sort of cooperative, uh, but like uh, s- still somewhat self-interested pirate game. You and your fellow players uh, join the crew of a pirate ship. You each are given individual roles that are very different on the pirate ship. You Somebody's like, for example, the quartermaster who has to be in charge of cannons. And the first mate is in charge of the crew and their hunger and their discontent or whatever. And you are sailing through a world that is basically sort of randomly generated. You have a bunch of – there is one main quest and then there are like randomly generated encounters. Uh, and when you're running into these, they are fully voiced uh, with the companion app that comes with the game. So basically – you and your uh, friends or your players, fellow players, are um, laying out a hex-based map by overturning tiles. The tiles have numbers on them. When you overturn them, if you go to that tile, then you push the number into the app, and then you hear, like, the little story or whatever. And each thing is played out through uh, basically challenges. You have to do roles uh, versus stats that you have. Everybody has their own individual stats that they're tracking, like – 
stealth or uh, combat or navigation exploration. And as you do these challenges, you're also like improving your stats on your own personal little stat sheet. So it's bringing like kind of an R- a big amount of RPG energy. There's like personal advancement. You're even filling out a constellation as you like advance in the game in your skills that you need to uh, complete this constellation to actually win for yourself. Um, but then, so you have to balance these individual goals with the overall goals of like not letting the crew get so hungry that they mutiny or your ship getting destroyed by uh, enemy pirates, et cetera, et cetera. You have to keep track of the hull. You're keeping track of the food on the ship and the supplies and, and all that stuff. But the app really streamlines a lot of it. So really, if you have any familiarity with like any sort of role playing, like modern role playing games, it's very much leaning on those tropes, but it's doing it in a, uh, you know, in a way that gets everybody around the table and has a lot of like fun little trackers and things to to keep track of. And the, the division of labor makes the rules a lot easier because everybody just has sort of the one thing that they're very focused on. But it, it was a very, very cool. It took like two hours to do the uh, the campaign that we we're going through, but it's so neat. There's background noises in the app and and stuff like that. Um, you have to the, they have a cool thing where you have to randomly generate your own story, so you're filling out like adjectives and nouns in a Mad Libs type style. And then as you advance through your own personal story, you're pulling from those Mad Libs, so like your own story that you're reading aloud to the other players is being colored by those. But it was really really. A lot of fun, um, and did not was not as dense as I was worried it might be. Looking at it, that sounds Pirates. really cool. What else? Forgotten Waters. It's by Plat Hat Games. It's the name of that. Justin, do you have I read a book else? called Piranesi. It's yeah, great. Yeah. Cool. If you like Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, it's by the same author, Susanna Clark. Um, it's a lot shorter, and it's very weird. So when you start reading it, you have to trust me that it's going somewhere. Nice. Um, nice. I. Uh, played, like books. I played a little bit of other games. I played um, some Thirsty Suitors, which is uh, a mishmash. A good name of, for a video game. It, yeah, Much it, better I, than Jusant, if I may be so bold. Honestly, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> why, just because French? Nah, just because, like, if you're wondering why people, a bunch of people aren't doing it, maybe you should call it Climb Game. You know what I mean? <laughs> or something. Not Jusant. I don't know what that means. What does the Legend of Zelda mean? It means it's a legend of Zelda. What, the fuck what is are you Zelda? talking about? Zelda's a princess. What do you mean? Zelda's the princess from the game. You, you know, I know you played it. Go ahead, plant. <laughs> a, basically, a young woman returns. What's a RoboCop? Like, oh what are you talking God. about? <laughs> <laughs> it's not making any sense. It's RoboCop 8. You know what I mean? <laughs> a young woman returns to her hometown and has to stay with her family ahead of her sister's wedding. Uh, 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 meanwhile, we throw in a little bit of skateboarding, like Tony Hawk style skateboarding. There's some cooking mini games. There's a Scott Pilgrim, uh, style story of like confronting exes and, um, and that's all tied into turn-based combat. This is, I'm so far so torn on this game because the story is awesome and it is um interested in exploring uh south asian families and all of that is like so engaging and rich and the art is absolutely killer the art in this game is incredible the skateboarding is a blast but the center of the game is the turn-based combat that just it just is not 
fun so far, which is a bummer because it's very clever. The combat is like you are using uh, like men or women are coming up to you and uh, wanting to win you over and you're using like flirt systems or you are kind of like shaming them or you are uh, trying to seduce them or you're using different systems to trigger their weaknesses so you, you, you thirsty being an example that, you can that, make an enemy thirsty and then they're like drooling over you and then you can like use a special thirsty attack on them it's, i gotta be real that sounds like mystery the game mystery uh, or like psychonauts <laughs> no no i mean like mystery the 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 seduction yes i know what you mean I, uh, yes we're oh. talking about the same thing i yes. uh, you're no, talking about i the think the client artist. was confused I, oh, yes, yeah. you're talking about the pickup artist. Yeah, pickup artist, yes. I would say the big difference is these people are trying to come onto you, and you are oh, fending them off. Got it, got so, it. So, um, yeah, it everything about it is so cool and clever and thoughtful and interesting, but the actual playing of the combat just does not click for me. That said... A strong endorsement for checking it out because for a game to have so much right, if you and I, and I'm not a big turn-based combat person in general, so that might be the issue. If you like turn-based combat, everything else here works and works really well, and it's really impressive how many things it's doing that that are are enjoyable. Like it would be easy for the skateboarding part of this to feel weak, but it it feels killer. Uh, it would be easy for the story to kind of fall to the wayside. None of those things are true. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. The other one that I've been picking at is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk because pe- our listeners have been asking us to play it and give it some time. I am trying my best, and this is a real like a how am, how is this not clicking for me? It is a kind of modern spin on Jet Set Radio, and. The, I think the biggest problem is I I didn't like Jet Set Radio. I love Dreamcast games. That game controls like mm. ass. Like it looks – talk about a game that looks great, has all the right parts, and then you play it, and it is a headache. This game controls better, but it it is going for a Dreamcast-era feel. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm still early in it, to be honest. Like it, it could click at any moment and I, and I am going to spend more time with it because again, it, it's hard to, it's one of those games that you look on Steam and you see thousands of overwhelmingly positive reviews and you're like, there must be a part where this game clicks and I'm just not there yet. Yeah. I um, bet that's there for Dwarf Fortress too. You know, not everything's <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep picking at that. There's one last thing that I wanted to call out. Um, so we did a Godzilla minus one screening for Polygon, and that's a that's a separate thing. Y'all should go see I heard that that's movie. That's great. That movie rules, and it is now in theaters. I think like nationwide. So go check that out. But, subs or dubs? Uh, I don't even think that they do dubs. I think it's only subs. He okay. mostly just roars. I don't think you really need. <laughs> that's true. You get it. That's He's true. mad. He's hungry. <laughs> lightning um, bolt. Lightning bolt. But. Afterwards, after the movie, I'm like walking out of the theater and uh, these two people come up to me and they're like dressed very like L.A. cool. Like I was immediately like, oh, these people are cooler than I am. I should probably put my head down and keep walking. Yeah. And and they're like, no hey. direct eye contact. Yeah. They're like, hey, we got to talk to you. I'm like, oh, great. Now they're, they're going to like give <laughs> what me a did I do? <laughs> and, and And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, hey, we brought you a gift. 
And I was like, oh, what? And they handed me three little books that are like fantasy books. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And they're like, yeah, we made a fantasy books and fashion combined line. Uh, and we would like you to have this cool beanie in these books that tells the story behind them. And then I, I like went home and looked at the books and like they're they're like pretty well written. They're 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 quite interesting. So I'm gonna share this with um besties.fanreaders just because I think people will get a kick out of this stuff and be interested in it. They're at LA Comic Con this weekend, so if you are in that area, you can check them out. But here's the detail that really meant the most to me. Um one of them he told me that he's been a diehard besties listener despite living in Antarctica for three years and having what? to listen to our show off of a USB drive. That's Jeez. the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. It Isn't that the great? The fucking thing you ever heard. Yeah. I was I mean, like, I was sure he wasn't a thing. I, I, well, the, you mean the, the thing, thing or a the thing. thing? That thing is, I was in close proximity to him. He handed me those books. Uh-oh. If he is a thing, I'm probably a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the one downside about the thing. That is the one downside about the thing. Fresh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you feel like you're a thing expert because you had a thing come out of your ear? Ooh. <laughs> Are we really going to subject the newsletter to that? I don't think it's a good idea. There's no way. Are I you walk kidding away. me? We cannot. Uh, maybe there's a way to like put a spoiler, like blurred image. <laughs> spoiler so people... of your life. Yeah. Like, the, NSFL... Your life will be spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's, I can put I'm a poll. Mad about all of it. I mean, I'll put a it's poll in the up. newsletter this issue, and people can vote if they want. <laughs> I, I do want to say though, a, as a represent, representation of a healthy relationship, uh-huh. when I mentioned it to my wife, she was like please let me see it. And her response was, wow. Instead she was of like proud being grossed out. She was proud. Yeah. As, as I was. She's gotta be like, proud of something. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, this has been so fun. I didn't miss Griffin at all. No, not even a I bit. to say. Um, anybody review our show this week? Yeah. Uh, we have a number of people uh, who wrote reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Chemiosmotic. Hamel Trash number one and Mson19. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to uh, everyone else who's shared the show or subscribed to the newsletter on besties.fan. Uh, please keep those indie game recommendations coming. There are so many fucking games that came, come out every year or every week, and uh, we miss a ton. I was just going through Polygon's uh, top 50 list, and there were so many games I didn't get a chance to play. Um, so please keep uh, the recommendations coming and, and we'll try to check out whatever we can. Uh, next week, I'm not entirely sure we might be talking about the Avatar game. It is dependent on when we can get it, uh, if we're able to get it early or not. We will at some point be heading into the midst of Pandora. You do not need to worry about that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Will, we, we're definitely going to sure. have to talk about it, but uh, it might have to wait until the new year. Um, it, what if it's the best game? It might be. <laughs> So many Game is. of the Years are being decided before this game comes out, and it would be uh, quite the turn if it just came out and was the best game. Yeah, like Twist, this is the best game there is Yeah, that well, we've done so far. They'll have to throw out all the writing and story that exists in the Avatar universe for that to happen, so we'll see wow, how that goes. Wow, that's a pretty harsh word got for an $18 billion grossing franchise. Take that, Jimmy. I guess you got him. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's going to do it. I love, thank God. Hey, thank you so much, guys. This is a lot of fun. This has been a great, great time. Great time. Go see Guy in the Game today. 
Give it a nice home. This is going to do it for us for the besties. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Bestie. Besties!